was only for a few plays. That's great, Vince. We're out of work and you're playing games. It's not like you couldn't use the time for anything else, right? Look, we're not out of work. Please. The school's giving you, what, two days a week substitute teaching? You 10 bar at night? What do you call that? Gainfully employed? What do you want me to do? What do you want him to do? He says. What do you want him to do? That's like the best argument you could have come up with when you're fighting with someone and you like don't have a real answer. That there's there's nothing you can do in that moment because she's clearly mad. He's mad. That they're not they're not moving past that. That's like that's an argument he can't win. Yeah. Yeah. So you just say, "What do you want me to do?" Yeah, I got, I got nothing. What do you want me to do? I don't know. That's what to do. the response. Yeah. Try out so, for the Eagles. That's what he yeah. should do. Let's, he should try out for the Eagles. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 115 of the Last Row Podcast. Welcome, all new listeners. Welcome back to everyone that's uh, been with the show for a while. If you're looking for a website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash Last Row Pod. Please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We hit just 300 subscriptions. What a, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. Badway, welcome back. I'm excited here. We don't even have real videos on YouTube. The, the only video that's out there is a, a vertical video sideways, actually, of you and me playing Primal Rage in a barcade in like, what was it, 20... Like 20, 15? 2015 i don't know <laughs> one day we'll have some videos we're, we're gonna do some live streams here probably coming soon yeah, we will we're, we're gonna pump up those rookie numbers once we get actual videos on there so so uh we're here today to talk about invincible august 25th 2006 were you uh in the movie business at this time i was in the movie business but not in the theater watching this one Okay, you did not see that. I think this was my rookie year in the movie business, actually. Yeah. I was yeah. a rook. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, with a runtime of one hour, 45 minutes, that's about right. That's about right. That's that, about right. Could have been an hour 30, but, you know. Sports slash drama slash biopic. Yeah, I guess I should have put that on there, shouldn't I have? I know what it is. I know. <laughs> Direct by, by Eric Sun Core. What do you know about Erickson Core? I, I know that that sounds like a fake name to me. I thought it was fake, actually. I was like, is this right? <laughs> so he only directed... Uh, this is a directorial debut. And then he he went on to direct the Point Break remake. <laughs> Listen, is it is it disrespectful if I say I could tell this was his debut? Is it disrespectful? <sighs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was wrong, but it's a little disrespectful. He could do it better. Look, I'm not saying I could do better. I'm yeah. not saying I could do better, but I'm just, I'm just so, saying. So he's sitting next to you in the movie theater, right? You're watching it. The credits roll. You turn to him and you go, so, first time, huh? <laughs> is, that, is that you? Is that what you say? It's, it's the it's like the opposite of the meme of, of uh, him, uh, the, the hanging thing. Yeah, first yeah. time, huh? First time, huh? Not bad. Yeah. Not bad, huh? That's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> I'm not saying I could do better. Uh, uh, IMDB, 7 out of 10. Too Way high. too high. Too high. Too I'm high. high. I'm, look, I'm an Eagles fan, and you yeah. are too, and that's yeah. too high. Sorry. Too high. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 72%. <laughs> Way too high. Way too high. It's surprising, isn't it? It's yeah. like, I didn't think that this would be that yeah. acclaimed. Like It should be It should be 49 or 51%. 
I just, it's surprising to me that that's yeah. 72. Yeah. Metacritic, 46%. That's about right. Now we're talking. That's about right. Because it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's a movie. That should be, that should be the, the tagline. Invincible. It's a movie. Letterbox 3.1. Too high. It's, it's too high, look, right? Like, look, just because it has Disney on it doesn't mean that we got to praise it, right? I, and I'm a, listen, I'm an Eagles fan. Like, this, yeah. this should be up my alley. Yeah, this, this should, should be, be our type of movie. And it's, but it is what it is. You know, call it like it's I see right. it. It's all right. I think this yeah. is like a 2.5, in my opinion. I think yeah. I would give it's, it that. It's, it's, it's movie. It's, it's, it's a movie. It's a 2.5, and I liked it, but yeah. it's not that great. Yeah. That was out of 15,000 votes. Uh, lifelong football fan Vince Papale, played by Mark Wahlberg, sees his wildest dreams come true when high when he becomes a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. While teaching at his high school alma mater in Pennsylvania, the 30-year-old gets a chance to try out for his favorite team, and except for kickers, becomes the oldest rookie in NFL history who never played college in football. I said that wrong. Never. <laughs> Played football in college. You say never played college in football? Rated R. <laughs> Where is this, where's like Scott Bakula? Why isn't he yeah. playing Vince Papali? Because yeah, I actually feel like his age and the way he looks is a better fit than Mark Wahlberg in this. Yeah, we'll get into that. He's the real Vince Papali. Like, now, I, look, I'm just going to ask you this outright. So we talk about this guy is a lifelong, he's a teacher, he's a bartender. Did you like this more than the, than the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon? Oh man, I mean, did I like it more? No, I I, I feel like the the football the garbage kicking movie's better. That's honestly. a better movie. It's, it's got a, yeah, Tony I mean, Danza. Yeah. It's a terrible <laughs> movie, actually. But like, as when you're talking about rewatchability and enjoyability, yes, give me Danza, right? Listen, if you're listening and you watch this movie, the garbage kicking, yeah, garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon starring Tony Danza, the old Disney Channel movie, please send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know because we, I was disappointed when I looked on Disney Plus for this movie and it is nowhere to be found. It's the, too many, too many words in the, in the title. Can we, can we get a smaller title? <laughs> Taglines. Uh, okay, ready? These are some interesting ones. There's only a couple. Dreams are not lived on the sidelines. Eh. Kind I mean, of false. He's on the sidelines most of the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, he's wearing the uniform. His dream came yeah. true. I mean, you know, it's on the team. And he's on the sidelines most of the time, other than kicks. Yeah. Four yeah. plays a game. This is, this is a violation one. In 1976, a 30 year old bartender who played only one year of high school Tough football comma. tried to become the NFL's Jeez. most unlikely rookie. Like, How many commas are, are going to be in a tackle? That, 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 Movie poster is yeah. is the CVS receipts of movie posters <laughs> with to fit all those words on there is yeah. what is what that is. Like okay. I always say, don't don't give me the life story of the guy the, the, the yeah. movie poster. Right? We got the synopsis already. I mean, you don't yeah. need that. All right, let's see here. One man's impossible dream dot 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 became his biggest triumph. Triumph! Exclamation! <laughs> That's how you have to do that, right? Like you have to yeah. add the the thing on the end, right? Sure. It's so not that, it's not that great. Is that all we got? Yeah, I think so. It's. Not that- not win. Let's have no tagline. I, I don't really like them. And so the financials are disputed here because I found different things and I saw this in a couple places. So what I saw on IMDb, and I think it was Wikipedia, it said it had a $40 million budget and it made 58 million gross worldwide. So that was more than what we saw earlier. So I'm not sure exactly how this how this made, but it was a modest success according to these numbers. Yeah. A modest success. But I would imagine they would have wanted more. Like Disney doesn't really make those 
live action family movies like in in this style anymore, right? Like you had Invincible, you had Miracle, you had some of these others. We'll get to in that, but like well, even like back in the nineties, with starting with like Mighty Ducks, yeah, you know, Cool Runnings, things like that. Yeah, I miss those. They like, became less and less, uh, you know, popular as uh, the years went on. I guess 2000s. it's just easier for them to do the animated style stuff and where they, they can make the most money why don't you might as well dump all of your eggs in that basket right. in the animation basket if, yeah. if they're if they're the ones that are making all the money this one so we got a new award category here bad way this is this is a first for us so it was nominated for two awards in 2007 the movie came out in 06 the yep. first one and this is the debut nomination of this award on our show it was nominated for an espy for the best sports movie Ooh. An SB nominee, though it didn't win, and it lost. So, tell me what, whether you think it should have won, and I, I, I can guess your answer already. But it was yep. up against We Are Marshall. Okay, it was up against Pride. Yep, and it lost ultimately to Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky. Bobby. That's not fair. That's not a sports movie. Like, it's like we, a comedy. You could debate whether NASCAR is a sport or not, but to call Talladega Nights a sports movie is it's pretty not. ridiculous. It's but like it, it's like a cheat that's, code. That is a cheat code, and. It was also nominated for an MTV Movie and TV Award in 07 for Best Kiss between Ooh. Mark Wahlberg and Elizabeth Banks. It was what? nominated against Stomp the Yard with Columbus Short and Megan Good, Little Man, Marlon Wayans and Brittany Daniel, The Holiday, Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, Invincible, yep. like we said. And again, it lost to Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, The Kiss between Will Ferrell just, and <laughs> Sasha Barrett. Again, just code. sweeping, just sweeping the categories. Another cheat code. Where say, oh, the, yeah, the kiss, the kiss between Mark Wahlberg and Elizabeth Banks. I didn't. There were no fireworks there. It wasn't award worthy for you. No. It was, I thought they had chemistry. I don't know. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. I don't yeah know. C minus chemistry. I'll tell you what. He went in for the tongue very, very much, very quickly. I felt like it was a little overly passionate, well, in my opinion. Mark Wahlberg for you. That was a Vince Papali kissing her. That was Mark Wahlberg kissing her. <laughs> he didn't try to be Vince Papali no, in that one. No. No. Where, where's the? Where's the? Blockbuster Entertainment Award in this like isn't 07 like right around that time or is that at the at the point where it started to die down like where, well, where I, were we at is, well, is this really an award winning movie so like you oh know, that's true you know, no, I could see why it's not a, you know nominated that is for true. many things <laughs> well, I mean look so we talked about this movie being the story of Vince Papali you mentioned it in the in the synopsis I'm gonna hit you up with some truth bombs and the Ooh. audience with some truth bombs Ooh. so. Did you know about this? I know you're an Eagles fan. You've been in a lifelong Eagles fan. We'll talk about that in a bit. Did you know how accurate this movie was or was not before watching this? No, I assume they took some liberties, but I didn't know the full so, story. The interesting thing, and I, I, I looked this up, and I, I have some, some facts that I'm going to spit out here, and tell me okay. what you think about this. And we can talk about some of these and whether the deviations that they made were were worthy or, you know, you, maybe you you play the director and the movie makers and you tell me why we had to do some of this stuff. Okay. So the first thing is the the movie centers around this, this walk-on situation where it's an open public tryout. Well, in reality, and they, they made it seem like he never played before ever. So he actually did play for the Delaware County Rough Touch League in Pennsylvania in the late 60s. And it was, and then that was before his semi-pro experience, and then the pro experience. He also played on a semi-pro team, and he played two seasons with another a team called the Philadelphia Bell of the World Football League, and that was one of the NFL's rival leagues on the level of the AFL back in the day and the USFL. Okay. 
he was a special team star for the Bell. So he he was already playing special teams. It wasn't like that coach taught him okay. how to run. Yeah, yeah. And and basically what happened was he earned a spot on that Bell roster and they used that as a model for the tryout shown in the movie, but he actually yeah. was on a private workout. So Vermeil saw tape of this thing. Yeah. And invited him to a private workout for the Eagles. So that whole thing was concocted for the movie. So tell me, do you think that was the right move or not? Yeah, you have to because a it was a comedy bit, right? So you gotta you gotta make it entertaining. Otherwise, what you're doing is is you're gonna have Vermeil scouting this bush league, you know, <laughs> arena, arena league for lack of a better term, right? <laughs> it, it's 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 literally a bush league. I'm, I'm not being a jerk about things. You know, he's doing it for the love of the game. And if, if you're going to go through all that, that's extra budget to make yeah. the money. And it's not fun. It's not funny. It's just showing him being a good football player, among other good football players. Uh, this movie was clearly made to be a rags to riches type thing. And uh, why let real life get in the way of a good story, right? Would it be more like, I'm not sure what that movie was. Was it American Underdog with the Kurt Warner where they, they he's... I don't know if they showed him in the grocery store in that movie. I've not seen it. It looks yeah. like a Hallmark movie or like a direct-to-TV yeah. movie, which is just wild to me. <laughs> Do you think like in the Kurt Water story, like they say, oh, like he was bagging groceries and like, you know, that's how we're stocking shelves. Yeah. Do you think there's a scene in that movie where he's like throwing toilet paper into yeah, like, a cart? Like, like Junior? <laughs> yeah, like Junior from 50 yards away. And then, <laughs> you know, Dick Vermeil just happened to walk by and goes, wait a minute, kid. <laughs> this kid's got, got it. Here. This kid's got something here. <laughs> Where's Robert Loja when you need him? Where's Robert Loja? This kid's got it. This kid's got it. <laughs> so he wished I'll, on his old tar. I'll, I'll go with you on this one. I think you're right. Like it made for a more of an interesting story. Now this one is one that I, I, I need to ask. Is this a violation or not? So okay. I'll read it exactly as it says. Okay. So it says that the movie portrays Vince meeting Janet before the tryouts. That's Elizabeth Banks' character in the, the movie. The Banks' character, okay. Yes. In real life, Papali dated and married his second wife, Sandy, during the movie's time frame, which is what we saw. He was divorced and met Janet after his Eagles career as the couple married in 1993. Now, I have some questions about this because they manipulated the relationship to make a better story. But like, if you're Sandy, are you like, what? Right? So to be clear, the movie portrayed his relationship before yes. he actually met his wife, who was the, given the name in the movie. Correct. Man, why don't they, they just name the character Sandy? I, to, I guess because it's his ex-wife, I guess. It seems very disrespectful, right? Yeah, it does. How do you, like, did, did you think they interviewed Vincent Polly and he was remembering, quote-unquote, the good old times? Man, Sandy, she was, she was a real sex pot back in the day. Oh, I miss Sandy. And Janet's like, yo, dude, stand right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to erase it. Sorry, babe. Just trying to make it realistic for the movie. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's your chance to like, let me erase Sandy from my life. And if I could do it over, I'd have met Janet here instead. And maybe yeah. that's what it was. It was like a real life do over. But I, I, look, I don't know anything about the relationship there, but it's just interesting that they would just sort of erase that and change it for the story. Now, it's like weird because it's real. Was Sandy a Giants fan? Because I mean, that would be like, whoa, that's too much. <laughs> he's He's remembering about the, the quote unquote good old days yeah. too hard for real life Janet to, to handle, I would say. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a talking to right there. That's, that's I, a doghouse. It's just weird to me. It seems like a violation, in my opinion. It just yep. seems like a very weird thing. It, I just don't like it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just imagine her watching, sitting next to him during the premiere, and her be like, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so then I already mentioned this part. The open tryout on the Bell roster, they used that. That was one of the minor league teams or the sort of feeder league teams that they used for the tryout for the movie. So he he participated in a private workout for the Eagles. So we got that. And I think you you mentioned that. I think that's better. Yeah. Then the other thing that stood out was on this list was that the opening scene, the Eagles get their butts whipped by the Bengals. And it was the, yeah. the opening, it wasn't an opening game, but it was like in, I think it was one of the last games of the season. And then the fans talk about, oh, they lost to a team worse than we were. But actually the year before the Bengals were 11 and three and were the wild card team in the AFC. So they were actually pretty good. So I don't know well, why they did that. Eagles fans always think the other team is full of, is a bunch of bums. So yeah. <laughs> they're all bums. How could you lose that game, right? Yeah, how could you lose the game to those bums? We're allowed to say it because we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were part of it. And then the other one was that the game against the Giants that was supposed to be this close de- defensive struggle and the Eagles were in this tight game. It was like they're up 7 nothing, And then the reality is that they actually won really easily, 20-7. to And I think the Giants oh. didn't even score till the end. And that miraculous fumble recovery that they showed in like the climax, it didn't count because in the yeah. actual NFL rules, the ball can't be advanced. <laughs> I so, stood up right away when I saw the scene. I was like, wait a minute, that's a buff. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't advance a buff. Can't do that. Can't do I mean, it. You can just recover the fumble. You get the ball right there. Yeah. But that doesn't make a good story. It, it's like, oh, score a muff touchdown. Punt. <laughs> get up and score a touchdown, Marky. Yeah. It, it was still a critical play, right? Obviously in, yeah. the, in, in, the, in the game, but he did score an NFL a touchdown, but it was in an, in a preseason game. Yeah. And I think that was pretty much it. Other than that, I yeah. think he had one catch for about 15 yards in his career. So there wasn't much to it, yeah. but these were some so, of the differences from the movies. Again, you know what though? Uh, let him score a touchdown in the movie. I feel like even if you're a, a, a football fan, casual, but still a football fan, you probably don't know that rule. So it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, sure. Get the punt fumble recovery touchdown. Sure. Like it's real enough. We don't have to, we don't have to go line specific to the NFL rulebook. Yeah, you mean it, they don't have an NFL consultant here yeah. checking the every yeah. detail? And I'm also I'm pretty sure that Rudy did not get a sack in his first game, <laughs> like he did in the movie. But we got to end the movie with Rudy getting a sack. You yeah. have to. I, I think that if we ever do that movie, we have to have our friend Ty on. I know we got to yeah. do that one day. We'll do that movie. Yeah. We'll have Ty. Ty, if you're listening, we'll, we'll have you on for that one. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, and let's talk about biopics, right? Because you you mentioned you got to embellish the story for a good story. Do you prefer something that takes more liberties? Like what are maybe some of your other favorite biopics? How does this thing rank against it? I know you're on the record of saying now that you're not sure about this movie. Like what else do you like that maybe is better? Oh yeah. But you have to, you have to juice up the story. Like, like Raging Bull, Goodfellas. I don't know. I mean, I go on and on naming biopics, social networks, another one. Like if we just told the story of the social network and left out some of the juicy details of, of the movie, like it might be more of a boring movie. So you have to, you got to spice it up. You have to. Now, having said that, I think many biopics follow the same formula and it's a very repetitive genre. A lot of them tend to be pretty generic. And I think that's a problem with that. That's that. I think that's the, that's the problem that you had with this movie. And so did I, right? It's like cookie cutter. It's in, like in very, yeah. Ways. Biopics are very cookie cutter, uh, especially like audio biopics. Like, like the doors and Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't you show, you show the great, you show, you show the come up, then you show the, the glamor, then the fall and then the rise again. I mean, it happens everywhere. 
You and, know, that, and that, and that kind of happened in this movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think, so I forgot what episode it was. Maybe it was 75 when we did Rockstar, another Mark Wahlberg movie, right? The triumphant return yeah. of Mark Wahlberg. That would have been a biopic. I mean, I guess you technically could call it a biopic of Steel Dragon, but yeah, it, was, uh, uh, yeah. it was supposed to be about Judas Priest, but I liked that it wasn't real because it made it better. Yeah. Like I liked it because the liberties that they took were fake and yeah. it was great. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, there's a mockumentary, but what's like the spinal tap. <laughs> yeah. But what's the equivalent of a fake biography? I don't know. I guess Whatever. it's a mockumentary Who knows? or something like that. But uh, yeah, my favorite biopic is probably Titanic, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you said, you said that this is a biopic, but like, what is it? A biography about like the ship? Like the ship. It, so <laughs> the ship. So the, the ship. ship is the biography, but like, you know, Jack and Rose are not real people. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that we know of. Do you think there were more interesting people on that ship than, than a fake Jack and Rose? Probably They told not. the best story that you got to jazz it up. Otherwise it's just rich assholes go out on a trip and iceberg down it goes. Let's jazz it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like an actually historically accurate yeah. movie of just people dying on a ship. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we need, we need smug Billy Zane as a heel. We need we need Jack and Rose sexing it up on the on the depths of the of the Titanic. We need it. <laughs> Some say the iceberg didn't sink it. It's you know the the earth shattering uh, sex that they had in that in that in that car down in the decks. That's what that's what really broke he rocked the, the ship apart. That's yeah, a, they, ro- that, they rocked that's, it apart. That's that's what lore says. Yo, speaking of this, I I forgot was it you or our friend? One of our friends sent us the video uh of you know deep fakes have gotten like really good yeah. it's a deep fake of arnold schwarzenegger on oh, Kate brother. Winslet. It was, was it my brother, brother? yeah of of Arnold. <laughs> so shout out to my brother he said a picture is a deep fake of arnold schwarzenegger's face and it's paint me like one of your friends <laughs> girls jack and it's him come on do it <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's like it turned like it put me off i was like almost like grossed out by it it was so realistic <laughs> Listen, you you're on the record of saying that you don't like to watch Arnold in a romantic scenario. No, that's all. that's like the opposite. Yeah. It's like the other side of Arnold on a romantic yeah. scenario. But no, I look, I'm not really a biopic guy. Like I just I don't know, I guess I watch some of these things, but I'm yeah. not really like rushing out to watch Bohemian Rhapsody to me. Like it's cool. It's, you, you know what's going to happen. Do you think they're Oscar bait too? Like a biopic? Yes. yes. There's an Elvis one out right now that's trying to win the Oscar. Like, do you, you don't think that that guy deserves it, Austin Butler? Like, no. I've never seen it, but I have no interest it's in just, watching that movie. Come on, man, it's, I don't know. It's all it's all the same. It's all the same. Listen, when you watch when you watch Fantastic Cinema, like Sudden Death and Hard Target, yep. like I have no time for for Baz right. Luhrmann's yeah. Elvis in my in my life yeah. here. I got I got somebody, other things to watch. Somebody made up Casey Ryback and, and Under Siege. You know, <laughs> freaking Elvis exists. We already know his story. They're just, they're just, it's like, it's like uh, giving a, a person who colored in a coloring book artist of the year <laughs> over someone who, who, who drew a picture from scratch. Like the story was already there for you. Yeah. You just colored it in. I think but we're already. Hey, hey, you chose great colors, <laughs> great shading, <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't draw the picture. Did you, you just colored all, it in. Do you hear all of those notifications? Like our email <laughs> inbox is already getting, getting like torpedoed right Freddie now. Freddie Mercury exists. <laughs> <laughs> Remy yeah, so, Malik, Remy Malik, just like he just did his homework really well. Well, let, let, let's talk. I think that's a good segue here because you know who didn't seem like they did their homework. It certainly didn't seem like it. Yeah. Did it seem like because so, so Remy Malik 
became Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Austin Butler became Elvis. It's like yeah. they, they transformed into these sure. people. Mark Wahlberg transformed into a guy wearing a football jersey, right? Yeah. Like he 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 put on some pads. Okay. Right? What's your here, thoughts? Here, here's where I'm going to defend Wahlberg and at the same time bash him. So Elvis and Freddie Mercury, we're, we'll use those two as for the example. They are very charismatic people, yeah. very like l- larger than life people. Distinct right? characters. Distinct characters. Vince Papali is a dude from Philly. So <laughs> you're not really working with much if you're Mark Wahlberg to become dude from Philly, right? They should have got Scott Bakula or Dennis Quaid here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You, but at the same time, Wahlberg chose to play Mark Wahlberg in this movie. He didn't even try to do like a Philly accent, like no, not at all. Not even like, try. Listen, you watched the show. You you watched it, right? Mayor of Easttown. Oh, where yeah. You got, speaking of Kate Winslet. Yeah. She does the accent, like, go home. Like, she does, yeah. like, exactly like that Delco, like, it's yep. it's so so like, good. I know we have global listeners on this show, so if you guys are not familiar with the Northeast, Philadelphia and the suburbs of Philadelphia has a very very distinct accent. Watch yeah. Mayor of Easttown on HBO, and you will know exactly what we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, this is for our listeners in South America, Drew, Canada, <laughs> all, right, all well, over hey, the world. We're, we're big on on the Bosnia. charts in Europe right now. I saw on iTunes or yeah. Apple Podcasts. So yeah. I, you guys watch Mayor of Easttown, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So yeah. Uh, Wahlberg, he wasn't very good, was he? No. <laughs> oh, even though, like Wahlberg. Yeah, I like even him. though he didn't even try to do the accent, which, you know, we've bashed Freddie Prince Jr. for for trying, failing, and then dropping the Boston accent in Summer Catch. At least he tried. We did give him credit for trying. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> like Wahlberg didn't even try, man. You, you know what? You, you know why? You know why he didn't even try? Why? Because first time, first time director, huh? He there had no power over Mark Wahlberg to tell him to do it. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing that. But Mark, you know, you got the script six weeks ago, right? You didn't, have you read the script? He's from Philly. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no I didn't. So we're going to continue? I want you to do a Philly accent, Mark. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's cool. But yeah, we're just going to do it my way. Okay, are you ready? And then boom, shut down. That's how it went. Listen, I like Mark, Mark Wahlberg. So like, I'm a fan of his movies. Like I like movies yeah. that that he's in. I, obviously, we we watch Rockstar. I love him in that movie. I actually think he's great. Like I don't think yeah. he could have had someone better cast than that. I think we've said that before. But it's just a weird choice of casting for Vince McFally here. So like I don't get it. So there's a difference. So that movie, it's clear he's having fun in that movie because it's ridiculous. This movie to me looks like a paycheck to him, <laughs> where he's just like, I'm just going to say my lines and I'll be Mark Wahlberg and I'll collect a paycheck, right? Yeah. Get, like, Plus, look, yeah. you want to do like a Wes Welker biopic? I, I don't. Go, I'm cutting it deep here. Are you gonna go yeah. do like a Danny Amendola one? Cast Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Like you got the short, scrappy guy. Like that's yeah. that's him. But it just does not work for this. Like, give me Dennis Quaid. Like, where is and Scott Bakula? Like, yeah. maybe it's too close to unnecessary roughness. Well, I don't dude, know. Like the guy's thirty, not forty six. I know, but but he looks old, doesn't he? Like Vince yeah. Papali doesn't look young. Like I, he's a tall guy. Like I don't but, know. You know what though, Wahlberg. What Wahlberg does really well is play seventies. That's true. That's he. True. It looks like he could put him right in the seventies. The fit hair right in. It's the hair. Yeah, yeah. It's the hair. Yep. So so you don't think he did. He did not become the character like these other people did, but you, you're no. saying that the others had an unfair advantage because they had more to work with than what he yeah. did. He wasn't a character at all. He just was a guy. He's guy. 
just show it up, do it, whatever. Like it's, he didn't look like a character of the movie. He looked like an actor to me, just saying his lines. <laughs> like you guys said that about Ben Affleck playing Batman. You're like, I can't yeah. see Batman. I just see Ben Affleck. Well, that's like, different. I'm not knocking Affleck's acting in that scenario. I'm just, he's so famous that when you make him Batman, it like the Affleck overpowers the Batman. Yeah, okay. That, that, there's a difference there. So what about ammunition for him to act? So there's a very pivotal moment that we talked about earlier about his wife leaving him. So we can talk about do? this scenario. What do you want but to do? But like, do you think he played it well about his wife leaving? And we need to talk a little bit about the wife leaving. I know you got some thoughts on it, but like, did he handle that well? And like the emotions, yeah. bash of the house down? So that that was the most acting he did in the whole movie was in the scene where, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you want me to do? So I want to talk about his wife. Now his wife is only in it for one scene, right? She's in it for what? Two minutes? Yeah, it's about and, that. And I think it's like the main character of the movie. I have questions. <laughs> all right. We need, to, we need to answer these. First of all, he walks to the door. He's a little dinged up from playing, you know, hardcore touch football or whatever. It happens. Call it, right? It happens. We've, we've all been there. We also know that, you know, he's a very part-time teacher and a very part-time bartender for a probably a failing bar, right? <laughs> that'll, make a, that'll make a lot of money at Max's. To get the whole the whole town drinking for free there. So so he, he gets home from playing a little football with his buddies. You know, a sliver, a modicum of enjoyment in this guy's pathetic life. No no offense, but his <laughs> life is, come on. He knows. At that point, it's pretty rough. What do you want him to do? He knows. He walks to the door and, and starts taking shit immediately from his wife. Yeah. Why aren't you out looking for a job? It's freaking 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> To his defense, he has two jobs. Yeah. No one's hiring Drew. What was she doing? We don't even know what, what she was doing. What was she doing is my question. Well, I don't why know. Are, why are you out working your second job? I have two jobs. Why don't <laughs> you why aren't you out for your second job? It's not like they have kids. They don't have kids. That's true. But did they what, is it did fair? They, did they show when he started playing football? Because what if he started at eight in the morning and like I don't know when No, it when... was dark. It was dark football. Yeah, but they didn't show the beginning of the game. So what do you think? They're playing a five-hour game? What's going on? It's a here? tournament, man. It's a tournament. Was it like a Tuesday morning? <laughs> it wasn't like he was yeah, because that's the thing, right? Like if you're let me just I'll paint the scenario. Yeah. Like Let's say let's. I'm very animated about this. Like let's say I'm passionate about this. You you like let's. I'm thinking about Ari Gold from from Entourage. Right, yeah. he gets fired from his job, but he puts his suit on. Yeah, and he, he leaves anyway, yeah. and he acts like he's going to work. Yeah. So it wasn't a situation where Mark Wahlberg put his teacher's outfit on and said, "Oh, honey, I'll see you later," and went and played football all day. Yeah. Like it wasn't so, like he wasn't lying. Let, let, let me let me let me window into that because that's a great point you bring up. That I'm that guy. I would be yeah. that guy if I were you married. Do that? If I were married and I got fired and I was embarrassed about it, I'd probably like act like I was going to work for a couple of days till I was ready <laughs> to tell her. Listen, ladies, <laughs> listen out here, all the ladies. <laughs> it shows you my pride. No, <laughs> no I, but I, but think about that. Like she might have an argument if this dude dressed up like a teacher, took his little yeah. teacher briefcase and backpack yeah. and the, in the lunch pail and said, all right, see you later, honey. And then he went and played football all day. No, yeah. he was just trying to let off some steam right. with his friends. But, but we, and we didn't know that he actually got let go from his teaching job until after anyways. Right. So he did lose that job, but it had nothing to do with the football. And like at, at that time he did still have a second job, but like, yeah, we don't have we don't have all the information to say how long he was playing football for, but 
this is this is equivalent to like you go on Twitter and like let's use Philadelphia sports as an example, like Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. If Ben Simmons is on Instagram showing that he's at a party at, at you know on a Saturday night, there's people leaving messages saying, "Why aren't you in the gym shooting? Why aren't you in the gym getting better at basketball?" It's like if you're a celebrity, or especially a, like a sports star in Philadelphia, you're not allowed a second of, of enjoyment because you should be out there working. You need to. Get to get out there and start keep working on your game. Hey, I'm working. And Why aren't you? So this is her mentality. It's like, what are you doing having any fun? You have two part-time jobs. You need more work. Get What are you doing? How dare you play football? Like, the guy's not allowed to have any fun. But what is he? This is 1968, yeah. right? Like, the internet doesn't exist, so he's not like he can be on Indeed.com or LinkedIn yeah, trying to find right? jobs. The, the, new, the next edition of the paper comes at his doorstep at 5 a.m., the, 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 new, the new classifieds. What is he supposed to do? Like, yeah. he can't look for a job at 9 p.m. Exactly, exactly. And what did he say? What am I supposed to do? What, what do you, you want, what me, you want do? me to do? What do you want me to do, woman? What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want him to do? Like, he just... <laughs> so was it fair? I say it's totally no. unfair the way he's attacked It's here. a violation. Yeah. And you know what? I'd have busted my house up yeah. too. And you know what? I bet there's more to the story. If this is how his, his wife left him, um, there's probably more to the story. Maybe he was a bad husband. It's possible. But well, certainly. It shouldn't be for the football and like him not finding a job. And then like he later in the movie, he, he goes and meets his dad at a pretty depressing scene where it's like his dad's kind of sad and like he's, you know, he's a hardworking dad and all this and that. And he's like, she's out there. He, he said a line like, you know, I never liked her. And he said, she's yeah. out there. She's out there acting like, you know, all of us are, are struggling to make ends meet. And that's, yep. That was a powerful line, I thought. I thought his dad... So that's the thing about this movie. It's really weird, right? It's very depressing in a lot of ways. Like sure. they're showing the, the all the guys on strike, his friends miserable in the bar, drunk all the time, his dad. They almost like set this up like as if he had a bad relationship with his dad, right? Like that's yeah. what they wanted you to think, but he wasn't. I think like, it's just like it's they don't show emotion, that kind of thing. It's that it, hard, tough. Like they love each other, but his dad doesn't say it, but he, you know he means it. But I, I agree with you in that like it's not like everyone's not trying to get ends and yeah. meet the ends like, meet. The entire town is struggling with work, especially at the backdrop of of the strike, yes. the union strike, right? So and he the way he says, you know, we're all struggling to make ends meet. You know, she's acting like everyone's having like, you know, Tommy down the street, Jimmy down the block. They have, they don't have amazing lives. Right. Like everyone's struggling right now. So who is she? She's trying to play some football, trying to get Trying to try to get some positivity in his life. The Eagles aren't even on yet. It's a summer. You know what? He's better off. She's no Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth you know Banks, what? even yep. Giants fan fandom aside. You know what? At least she liked him. He's better off because she does him a favor and she leaves him, Drew. We're still on the wife. Even though she's in the movie for two minutes, this is what we do. She leaves him. <laughs> this what is what she the do? people come for. She took everything. The house is empty except for a phone in the middle of the floor. <laughs> Don't, shouldn't she have taken that too? I mean, yeah. what, why not and just take that too? Taped to the phone was a handwritten note saying, you're nothing and you'll never be nothing. On a ripped up piece of paper too. And, it was like and, a back of yeah. a binder. And, and that's not the most disrespectful thing, Drew. The most <laughs> disrespectful was thing was she left the door open on the way out. <laughs> she hired a moving company. She moved all of the furniture out. Two floors, two floors, Drew. Couches, tables, TV, et cetera, et cetera. And she didn't close the door on the way out. Dude. What's up with that? Some would say that is cold-blooded. Would you? 
Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. Like how, how much more disrespectful could you be? So he yeah. played football and she took everything. She took everything. Like, shouldn't he sue her? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, That's why nice they have divorce attorneys. He's too nice a guy. He's like, oh, you know what? You know what? Things happen. People leave. That's what he says. She took it all before he could he could ask for half of it. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. And she should have taken the yeah. phone. I mean, it's and, more you know, disrespectful that she left yeah. the phone. At this point, he lost his substitute teacher job through no fault of his own. You know, times are tough. They had to cut budgets. So all he's got is this three-night-a-week bartending job. He can't afford a divorce lawyer. Oh, my God. So the, she did the smart thing. She took it. It's like possessions nine-tenths of the law. Boom, he's got no, no couch. Do you think she left the door open on purpose? Or was it a, she was in such a rush to get the hell out of there yeah, that she just no. left it open? No, no, she did. It was a It was a She was message. sending a message? It was a message. <laughs> and he busted in the door thinking like someone's robbed. He was worried for her well-being. Yeah. Linda, where are you? I don't know if her Linda. Linda, where are you? Linda, hello? Oh, Good she guy. left. Oh, she left. It left me the most hateful message you could ever leave someone. Damn, this woman. She did a number on him. I, it's messed up, man. And I, I, I still say it. She should have just taken the phone. Like, why did she even leave that? Yeah, why leave the phone? That's like, it's more, it's more disrespectful to leave the phone. Like, oh, call, call yeah. somebody to, yeah. to, to call, go, go call, call someone who cares. Call someone who cares. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Leave the door open. I'm yeah. out of here. The yeah. door's open, and I'm not coming back. Call uh, someone who cares about it. Yeah. Damn. Oh, man. Damn. Jeez. If he hadn't played football that night, would she have left? It wouldn't have been that night, but, you know, he's going to be playing football <laughs> some other night. Eventually. Has she ever seen him play? He's really good. Has she yeah, ever I seen mean, him play? Well, that's another thing why he's better yeah. off. She should be at the game. Yeah. Like, they could be hanging yeah. out. And, yeah. it, you know, it's just I messed up, in my opinion. Man. Last thing. She's gone. He gets mad and starts breaking his own house. <laughs> punching his walls. Doing this and that. Can you blame him? What's up with that? Is that like, have you ever been in a fit of rage and you broke something, even if it's something small? And then you're like, damn, I should have broke that. I think I threw like a controller one time. Yeah. Or even like breaking a video game controller or something. It's like, I, shit. I might have punched punched a drywall before. And and like, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I know my brother and I got into a fight, speaking of my brother, where we pushed each other into like a drywall. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he pushed me into it. And then there was like a giant, like, dent or hole I'm yeah like, but that that's not that's like different. uh that's not calculated destruction of the house yeah it wasn't rage yeah, quit of, yeah, of yeah. something i don't I, I probably i broke a controller or something yeah but that's like that's like one little thing you're like man that was dumb i should have done that imagine if you like destroy your house and it's not even your house you're renting it's like man i have to clean all this up this sucks like he, I, he was mad but he didn't burn it down yeah <laughs> so i was at a friend's house like way when, when we were kids right I don't know, maybe like 12, 13, 14 years old. And the one kids whose house we were at, it's a nice house. It was a really nice house. He's gotten to a fight with another kid in his house and they're fighting each other and they're mad and they're yelling and we're separating them. And the kid whose house it is, he was so mad. He spit on the floor. <laughs> he spit on the floor of his own house. <laughs> and this, that's, that's what, like, I don't know why. That's what this reminded me of. You can't disrespect your house like that. Yeah, like, what does that do? You just spit on your own house. And we made fun of him immediately. It's like, dude, you just spit you, on your own house. Rightfully they, so. You're going to have to clean your spit up now. That's, that's dumb. That's yeah. just dumb. Like I, it one And the fact is this wasn't even Wahlberg's house, right? He was renting it. He was renting so it. he not, effed yeah. up a house that he doesn't, he couldn't even, but he had to ask his dad for rent. What yep. about the security deposit? And what about fixing all those walls? He's losing that security deposit. That's for sure. Oh, man. I wonder if that was real or not. Yeah, it's, al- it's almost like he's got better get a job being a Philadelphia Eagle or else he's not going to be able to pay for all this. 
I don't even know what being an eagle in 1968 paid or whatever the, the year. I forgot what year this was. A 1970s. I I bet it was like fifty thou for the for low, right? Which is probably, probably a was. lot in the 70s. Yeah, no, 76. But, I keep saying 68. It's a decent living, I'm sure. I bet it was like fifty thou. That's my that's my guess. It, it probably yeah. All right, let me look this up. So okay, what are you looking up the salary of the average yeah. a- like average, average salary? salary? I don't know what year the movie was. I think it was 76. 76. Yeah. 76. Okay, so. There you go. Average salary sixty two thousand dollars. So we probably made bad. he probably made under that, but still good money for for the time. Is that adjusted for inflation? <laughs> yeah, it, it was up thirty. It was up thirteen percent from the previous year. So the business was booming in the NFL. That's pretty good. Highest paid player OJ Simpson seven hundred thirty three thousand dollars. Man, highest paid quarterback thirty six three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Doesn't say Fran Tankerton. The Fran. There you go. Viking yeah. great. The legend. The legend. Maybe not legends, but underdog players like obviously Vince Papali. And and I'm going to talk about him as a fictional character. Like I know he's a real person. Yeah. And I know that he has a tale that was told, <laughs> but this tale is different. So I'm going to, I'm going to refer to him as a fictional character. Yeah. Some of these people that I'm about, about to name you are, are also real, but some are fictional. But like, where does the character in this movie rank against some of the underdog players in other movies. It could be football, it could be baseball, it could be whatever, right? But you got like people like Rudy, you mentioned earlier, like where, do, yeah. where does, where does Papali in this movie rank to you against some Low, of these people? Because we talked, we talked about this right before we went on air is that this movie tried really hard to be emotional at certain points and it just couldn't get there. Yeah. And even as an Eagles fan who knew, who knew the basic story of it's Papali, I was ready to get into it, and I just didn't care, right? <laughs> I just didn't care. Like it was, I I wasn't bored by the movie, but it was just like, I I I could that they telegraphed the scenes to which they tried to get you to emotionally invest, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like the scene where the dad's at the bar and Vince is playing against the Giants, right, or the Cowboys? I think it's the Cowboys. The first game, the first one, yeah, when he gets yeah. his his butt whipped, and the the guy goes. That's your boy playing for the Eagles. And like they, they cued in like the, the cry music to try to get you to cry. And the dad's eyes were teary. That's a thing where if it's a good movie, you start crying yourself. Yeah. You tear up, right? Like talk about remember the Titans. Like yeah. that's going to get me. Remember yeah. the Titans, that kind of and, movie. But like this, like nothing, not nothing for me nothing. at all. Is so, it Wahlberg? Is that why? I think it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of things, including the writing of the movie. It's everything. True. Everybody, everybody phoned it in because the story was easy to tell and they just wanted to get it out there. I don't think a lot of people believed in this project. So what? they just kind of like did it. <laughs> they did. I saw something where like the Disney love the, they saw that the NFL was super popular and they had to capitalize on this. And it's like, of course the NFL is the most yeah. popular sport in America. Yeah. Like that, that, that it's probably very cookie cutter because of that, because oh, it's like, a soulless corporation tries to emulate another soulless corporation. <laughs> Disney and the NFL go hand in hand. I like that. There. And when you got a bunch of suits making this movie, and then you add in Mark Wahlberg, who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> that that equals a movie with not a lot of heart, right? Uh, what? So what about the the field goal kicker? Like, is he is he Tony Danza? I forgot his name Listen, in the, the movie. On the contrary to to Mark Wahlberg, Tony Danza needed this shit. Right, yeah, he did. This is 1998. Tony Danza is not doing well. 
He just got <laughs> done dying in, in Angels in the Outfield yeah. of, uh, like he, of yeah. cancer, right? Yeah, he was washed up at Angels in the Outfield. Both <laughs> he was literally both, in the tub. Both yeah, both character wise and career wise, he was he was <laughs> two feet in the tub, man. Bubble bubbles, <laughs> the rubber duckies were everywhere. The, the bubble bath. <laughs> he was he was he was that close to washed. He's literally the picture of our yeah. cover for that was him in the tub. So when Disney came to him and went, listen, we got this movie where you're a garbage man, but you're also <laughs> the kicker for the Eagles. He was he was pretty psyched, wasn't he? He needed this. Can I tell you, like, look, I haven't seen this movie in probably 30 years. <laughs> God damn, I love that movie at the time. Yeah. Like, I love watching that movie. I, like, so I, bet, good. I bet it's unwatchable right now. I it's on it's, YouTube. I bet it's awful. I, I looked it up. It's on YouTube. We, yeah. we need to watch. I'm going to try to watch it at some point, yeah. right? I'm going to try to watch it. But so that movie reminded me of like this fun story. We talk about movie business, just a stupid tangent here. But back in the day when I, when I was in the movie business, I worked at the theater that we talked about. I remember we would take trash out at the end of the night and we had the, the boxes that came, the boxes that the butter like cartridges came in the butter packets or whatever. It's like a giant yeah. bag that has the hardened butter. They were the perfect size. It was almost like a shoebox. And a friend of mine, we would go out at the end of the night and we would k- literally kick field goals and we would kick these things into this open top dumpster and we played like field goal kicking out of it. And it just was like a fun thing. And it always reminded me of that movie. It's so stupid, like kicking trash and like doing that, right? Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. And you, you, me, and a bunch of our friends, like I just have good memories of, it's totally random for people that are listening, but we would go there in the middle of the night and we would have like a football and we would just throw a football in this giant parking lot in the in, middle of the night a under concrete the lights. concrete parking lot, right? Because there were no lights on the fields. So we, we wouldn't even play football. We would no. just throw it and punt it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised we didn't get stopped by the cops at the time, you know? You know, like when you have like a really good throw and you're like, man, he bombed that. Yeah. In reality, it's probably like 20 yards. Do <laughs> you ever, like, you ever step on a football field and see how far 20 yards is? Yeah. That's why you see like, like what is it, John Elway throwing the vortex yeah. out of the stadium. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, that is really far. It's called, man, this kid's got a cannon. Look at that throw. <laughs> it's like, if you're actually on a football field, it's like 15 yards. I, I mean, I don't know that we played games there, but... No, we just we just played catch. I, I have in the movie theater parking lot at yeah. midnight on Tuesday night in summer. Which is so weird, right? Because it's like, yeah. what do you do at that age? Yeah. You're just hanging out and you're yeah. just having a good time. Throwing a football in a parking lot in a movie theater. Yeah. We weren't playing pickup football in the parking lot, but like these guys are playing in a parking lot of mud, right? So he's oh, got yeah. a bunch of friends. Like we talked about this tournament maybe, or maybe not. Maybe that's why his wife doesn't. Is this like a legit league? Like, have you ever played mud pickup football? Yeah. I mean, I remember one time I played in the mud. Versus, it was funny because it was our rival town um, across state lines. And it's like, oh, you know, Jersey versus Pennsylvania. It was like a big thing. And it was a muddy ass field. It was one of the best, one of the best uh, sports days of my life. It was a lot of fun. Did you win? I don't even remember. I just remember, I just remember, remember the journey. I don't remember the destination, Drew. Were the Jersey um, people wearing jeans? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we weren't skiing, so, <laughs> so no. No, but like other than that, no, I, you know, basic football games, no referees, no, nothing, nothing, you know. These guys had like one. That. These guys had a ref. So I have a theory. This is not, this is not a league. That referee was clearly an old man who was too old to play. <laughs> so he's like the guy who's at the bar. He's drunk. And he's like, hell, oh, ref. I got nothing better to do. 
Maybe that's they made him is. ref. They made him ref instead of let him play. They're like, uh, you know, you can't play. All right, you know, sorry, team's full. You got to ref. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about just Eagles fans in general. We can't we can't talk about this movie and not talk about Eagles fans. Like I, we have been on record many times of sure. being Eagles fans. As as a lifelong Eagles fan for you, yeah, I know they get a lot of crap in the media. I know we get a lot of crap in the media and all this stuff. Is this movie an accurate view? of a Philadelphia Eagles fan or fans. Yeah, yeah kind of, kind of like <laughs> You've the, the been there. scenes. I mean, it's a PG movie. So like the, the language is really cleaned up, but yeah, as far as like activity of the stands, uh, a lot of, a lot of peacocking, a lot of like possible fight starting. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. I'll tell you what's not accurate though. Maybe, maybe it was back in the seventies, but in the beginning of the movie, when the guy, confronted the dude who was trying to leave the game yeah. early. They were getting blown out 31 to nothing. It's like 30 and, and seconds was, left. Yeah, the guy was trying to leave, and he's like, oh, where are you going? The game's not over. He made <laughs> him sit back down and and uh, be miserable for the remainder of the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to leave. You stay here in misery with the rest Man. of us. I, yeah, I, I think the other thing that I, I thought was funny was like the booing. So they, they had the booing too, and look, I, we've been at games. We've, we've gone to many games, and yeah, yeah. there's definitely booing. But like, the thing that offends me now as as an Eagles fan, and, and this is just something that just cuts me to the core every single time, is like the, oh, do you remember when they they threw snowballs at Santa Claus, oh, right? Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. all right, dude, you want to talk about the most cliche thing that's ever yeah. been said of anything ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, oh, that and then the stupid batteries thing. Like, yeah. of course that was in there. And I feel like yeah. it was offensive that that was in this movie. Like, get that out of here. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it, it, it is what it is. The suits had to put that in there, yeah. man. That's, yeah. that's, they had to put that in there. But it's like, yeah. there's, there's other things that they could do. And I don't know. I just, I think it was silly for them to put that in there. And it just yeah. seemed like obvious to me. I think that um, the city gets a bad rap. I mean, I'm not going to go on here and defend everything. But I feel like crazy sports fans exist in every town. I thought that the depiction of of uh, Elizabeth Banks' character in the stadium with her Giants gear on was pretty accurate to I where like that. to where they they got on her and they were throwing stuff at her. But it was not bottles of beer. It was more like you know harmless trash, harmless trash talking. I've been pretty you know in seats with rival fans of the other team as my friend, and it was you know harmless harmless ribbing. And it was all in good fun. And I think a lot of people don't see that. They think, oh, man, you you can't go to an Eagles game with the Giants shirt on. You're going to get destroyed. They're going to kill you. No, it's not like that. If, for the if, most part. If you're not going to be making a scene, then you're fine. Yeah. And, and if it you're doesn't matter. Like, you I, wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't do that at a Giants stadium game wearing an Eagles jersey. Like, I'll, yeah. we actually, I remember we went to a game on Monday Night Football. It was Eagles Packers. And there was a guy that was up front. Oh yeah, that was wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey, and he was antagonizing the crowd, and he got he got shit for it, rightfully yeah. so, because he yep. was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And it's like I wouldn't do that at an opposing fan stadium. Mind your business, and you're fine. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's not a big deal, right? Yeah. So what about what about the portrayal of Eagle fans in like Silver Linings Playbook? Like I don't know. This is in you know seventy six or seventy eight, whatever the late seventies. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a more newer movie. You had Robert De Niro, like the the lifeblood of the city kind of thing. Like they played that yeah. up, right? Especially with the backdrop backdrop of the protests and blue collar mm-hmm. town. Like, what did you think of that? Yeah. I also think it's pretty accurate a portrayal. Um, probably maybe more so than than this movie. But what about the the trope of the city needs this? Yeah, right. This is all that they've got. 
Isn't that kind of disrespectful to the city? It kind of is. And it kind of is. They do this with like Cleveland too and Buffalo. That's all that Buffalo has is the Bills, you know, for 16 Sundays a year. You know, that's what they that's what they live for. That's what they work for, right? It's kind of disrespectful. It makes you it makes you feel like the, the you know the city's a piece of shit. And it if is. it wasn't for football, they'd kill themselves. And like that's <laughs> totally I feel like it's a little that's that's something that a lot of storylines of, of of not only like movies, but it's portrayed in real life like a backdrop to to like a pregame things yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a little disrespectful. It's like, come on. I love the Eagles and I I know I'll be depressed for a little bit when they lose a game, but I'm not gonna like crawl into my bed, get under the covers, and fall into a deep depression yeah. until su- until next Sunday. Yeah. That's that's what they make it pointed out to be. Like, but oh, they make it seem like everyone is like that, yeah, not just like yeah. a handful of people. Right. There are some diehard fans that it really is that way, but like yeah. it's crazy. Man, I uh, last thing I'll ask you on this, and I gotta tell you this, like, so everyone that listens to the show, you guys know that Bow and I have been friends for a long time. Like we bonded over our love for the Eagles for too a long. long time. Too long. Too long. <laughs> too high. What what's your what's your favorite memory of of that? Just for anyone that's listening. Being, being a fan. I mean, obviously the Eagles Super Bowl. Yeah. Number one, 2017. I'll never forget Super that. Bowl. Um, I remember my first memory. The first game I ever watched was the playoff game with Randall Cunningham. I think it was 92 where they destroyed the Lions. Yeah. And that's like a great introduction. Ron Cunningham was actually broke his leg. And then and Ronnie, Ronnie, Pete, Pete. Ronnie Pete came in. Yeah, Ronnie right? Pete. And then they played Dallas the next game and got destroyed by the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I cried yeah. as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I played into a deep depression. Yeah. See, but I wasn't I wasn't a fan then. I, I was, was like I was just learning football, you know? Yeah. And then the following season, I think, which I think was the ninety three season, was when I yeah. first started watching games. So my first love of quarterback was Rodney Pete, actually. Yeah. Which not is, Cunningham. I I came at the end of Cunningham being, you know, elite. And, and yeah. all that stuff. And that's when I first started following the team. And, yeah. you know, we, we had a lot of good years, but like, if you guys are not familiar with this team, it's been the team that was like, oh, they just never won the yeah. Super Bowl. They never well, won the championship. Always and, really good, never good enough. And they got so close. And, and then, you know, that one year they did, and it was like a miracle year. And I, I, I got to experience that with you, yeah. a bunch of our yeah. other friends. And man, that was a, you I never what? thought that would happen. You know what? I think it's like, this is, might be a, like for any sport. I think this is might be maybe it's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, it doesn't have to be pertaining to the Eagles or any or football. It could be any sport. I I, I think the the win in 2017 was sweeter than like the Patriots who just won every year, you know, yep. for a long time with their dynasty. Because after a while, you get kind of jaded, and it's like you come to expect a Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl, oh, what a disappointing year! You don't even you, you don't like appreciate it as much, right? I agree. I agree. So. For a team like the Eagles, who in our lifetime was always never good enough, good but never good enough, to finally get over the hump in the most unexpected of seasons after the after the quarterback goes down, yeah. right? I feel like that made the win sweeter, and I I wonder if people feel the same way about maybe their team to where you might not have a dynasty, but that one win kind of like it it kind of like satiates the hunger more than. You know, you become a greedy bastard over time. Yeah. If you if you're in love with the dynasty team, you know. Well, and and you know, for for people that listen, like I football is my favorite sport, American football here. And I know you're a big baseball fan. So when the Phillies so the Phillies, the baseball team of of this area won, yeah. you know, and was it oh eight, right? Yeah. And and that for you was a huge deal, sure. right? Like yeah. I enjoyed that. 
but I, cause I'm a fan of like the teams in the area, but baseball is not my favorite sport. So like I've, I'm a huge hockey fan or I, I was at that time. And like the flyers or the other team, they got really close a lot of times and they never won. So I didn't know, like I never had a team win a championship that I cared about in my life. So when that happened, it was like really weird to me and yeah. it was so bizarre, but it was, yeah, I just never thought it was going to happen. And it was yeah. cool. Like I imagine the Red Sox winning in 04 when they had like the curse of the Bambino. And I remember yeah. the Cubs winning and I, I can't remember the year. I might've been 2012. I, I, I might be getting the date wrong, but it's in back to the future, right? <laughs> yeah. But like when they, when they won after, you know, the whole thing and, you know, hundred years of, lo- of losing and things like that. Yep. Those are, those are what makes sports special. And I feel, and you know, kudos to the Patriots when they won their first one, cause they, they sucked before that. But I think anything after that is kind of like, all right, it's, yeah. let's go. Here we go. But, yeah. And same thing with the Red Sox because they became pretty dominant too. But that first win, the like get get the monkey off your back for a lot of teams, like that's that's special. That's that's what yeah. that's what we watch sports for. I agree with you. I think that's very well said. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about a couple things. We got to talk about Dick Vermeil, Greg Kinnear for a second, and then I want to talk to you about open tryouts on the team, and then we'll okay. kind of end things. But just all I want to say about Greg Kinnear is like again. Dennis Quaid, get him in this movie. <laughs> he sh- he played Dick Vermeil in American Underdog, the the Hallmark looking movie with Kurt Warner that just mm-hmm. came out in twenty one. Like I just I what what was he trying to do in this? Like was he Dick Vermeil? Like I don't know. Like it just weird. I think you're picking the wrong fight here. I don't know. I thought Kinnear did all right. He was good. It's just yeah. What do you want him to do? It's the role doesn't give him doesn't give him a whole I, lot. What do you think about him as a coach in this? Like, it's hard because I can't say, oh, is he a better coach than Gordon Bombay? Because like Gordon Bombay is you know not what? real. But you know, I, I wasn't around for this live, obviously, when it was happening in real life. But I think Vermeil was kind of a hard ass at this time, and I don't think Kinnear portrayed that. Like he didn't he give tried. off. Yeah, I don't think he he was successful at it. But I also don't think that he was written in this movie that hard he was trying to whip the team into shape give it a new identity yeah but to me he still came off a little too soft i think you said it best in that you know you got the suits and the soulless corporation here like writing a movie it's like oh well, we got to have dick Vermeil in this so here you go and i i, I like greg Kinnear as an actor like i think he's good yeah. so i i don't know like even the speech like the speech you got like al pacino's speech from any given sunday yeah. You got the speeches from like I don't know. I'm even thinking about Adam Sandler in The Longest Yard. Like, you, yeah, you have uh, Rick Moranis and Little Giants one time, yeah. one time. Like, I'm not. I don't know about this speech. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was all right. It was all yeah. right. So it was pretty. It's pretty just. Eh. I, I'll give him credit for having open tryouts, even though that was completely fake and false. But <laughs> we got to talk about this for a second because I think I just I want to ask you some questions here, and you got to you got to just tell me your thoughts. If you were to walk on, like just walk on in general, yeah. Like, what's the what do you think the easiest sport is to walk onto, and the hard or maybe the hardest to walk onto? Mm. So, like, you have football in this, so I don't know. Could you walk on to football? Could you do that? Absolutely not. Like, talking about hardest, as impossible as it would be for me to make it on a football team, is I think the hardest sport to walk onto would be basketball, just because there's no hiding talent. Or height. Yeah, there's only a few guys on the court. Yeah. Like, I can shoot around and I can play pickup and be fine, but you're talking about making a team. You either have to be well above six feet or have the dribbling skills to get around people taller than you, which I have neither. So, 
kind of screwed there. <laughs> and there's no like getting around it. There's no faking it, yeah. right? So there's no way I'm walking onto a basketball team. As far as football team goes, clearly I'm not going to be pushing anybody around. I'm not faster than anybody. I Even if I had all the grit in the world, you still need that Vince Papali speed to do to get anywhere, right? I think I would die if I, I think I would probably die on the field if I got if I had to play like special teams so like right here, now. So if we're doing me and you, I'll, I'll do a brutal assessment of you right. and I trying out for football. Okay. Yeah, let's do you, it. You you would get a broken bone the first hit. It you would took. be the first hit. Yeah. It would be because I, I yeah you're you're thinner than I am. I wouldn't make it to the hits because I would be passed out from. <laughs> The endurance test that they do before you even get to hit. You're in better shape than me, though. Uh, I can't do that. Uh, the up downs, then the up downs, and the side to sides. I would be on the ground before anyone even let like light a finger on me. But I'm just imagining that blindside block that he takes from from the guy, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys guy, in in the first yeah. game that he plays. Like I, I probably would die if yeah. I got hit like that by an NFL player. Is what I'm so saying. So it wasn't a pro, but during a football game, I still to this day remember the hardest hit I took in my life, and it was kind of a blindside hit in the pickup yeah. football game. But to my credit, I, I did get up and finish the play, <laughs> finish the game. Were you I concussed? Was probably concussed, but you know, CTE did exist back then. <laughs> It was it was the early two thousands. Oh my god! Yeah, I would probably get my ass whipped. It would be bad. Yeah. So, what sports could you make? So you're saying you can't do football, and I think that's I right. agree with that. I don't think either of us could. But what yeah. are there anything? Is there anything out there that you think you could walk on and make the team, and maybe even be successful at? Well, I'll tell you, I probably couldn't do baseball either, just because I'm not going to hit the fastball and I'm not going to throw a fastball. So what am, what am I there for? I right? think. Put me on as a pinch runner. I think I could do that. Pinch runner? I got the instincts. I could you do, do it. You do? You need the instincts. Can you read the ball in the air? All right, that's going to drop. I'll go first to third. You can I do that? All I need to do is look at the coach. He's going to give me the sign. I got oh, it. Okay. Like, I'm steal, good. don't steal? Okay. Steal or don't steal. Like, all right, I'm not going to pick that me. apart. I'm going to let you have it. Wi- fa- I'm, have I'm, it. What is it? Fast Willie, Willie Mays Hayes? Like, that's me. I got it. <laughs> that's you? Just all put right, me okay. out. I'll okay. run. Put me okay. in, coach. Fair enough. I, you know, similarly delusional, I'll say that if you give me six months to learn how to skate. <laughs> I could do some damage as a goalie. Like what kind of goalie. ice hockey or roller yeah. hockey? Ice hockey, not roller hockey. Ice so hockey. you, but can you do a split? Like you need to be doing Van Dam levels. No, of splits. I don't. Who, who says I need to be a butterfly style goalie? I don't but have do to you ever see them style. when they warm up. Like they <laughs> fine. You know what? Just because you can do that. Those, that's, those are show off <laughs> moves. You don't have to do that. You're not going to be pulling like a Dominic Hasek and all nah, that. Those are show off moves. No, I, I don't I know think, about that. I think I could. I, I have good instincts. I have good. I have great reflexes. All right. All right. I could be the guy, you know, like blindfold me, and then drop something next to me. I'll, I'll reach out and grab it. You catch like, it? Like I could just. I could just sense it. Man, you be the karate kid, you know, Star Wars guy over here. So I feel like I have good instincts. I can like. I'll, I can see the angles. I can do some damage as a hockey goalie, I feel. Having what? no prior experience at all to hockey. Call me Van Damme and sudden death all the way. What about like volleyball or something? Could you do that? You play well, volleyball. I mean, You're on I a team. Play, I, I've played volleyball. You're on a uh, team. Could you do it? In, intramurally, and I'm pretty terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the basics. I know the basics. Could you Could you fake our, it long enough? Well, our team, our team as a whole is pretty bad. But we had fun, and I, I got better. I'm not still not good, but I got better. So you're not going to be out there with like uh, no. Maverick and 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 <laughs> Goose. No, that that's a sport. That's another sport, just like basketball, where can't fake that. You can't fake height, and you got to have. You need to be a baseline level of height, or else you're screwed. 
I think if it involves getting crushed, I'm going to die. If yeah. it involves like any type of like you're on the spotlight, it's like a solo yeah. type thing. Like <laughs> other than pinch running, yeah. like yeah. volleyball, like the ball's coming to you. Like, like uh, I'm no. picturing you as as the bride and meet the parents in the pool. Yeah. It's just you just getting your nose destroyed. Fa- I like volleyball <laughs> and I play it with friends, but like yeah. I'm not going to be playing professional volleyball. Yeah. Like no set, no sets, no, no uh, returns. Yeah. No set, set spike. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. A sport that I always felt that I'd be good at that I've never tried in my life, and again, it involves skating, is curling. Yeah. I feel like I could curl the hell out of something. You but know? they have like what? They have a, a tough shoe and a, and a slippery shoe? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I could do that because I'm, I'm good at bar curling. You know, a little tabletop game, shuffleboard? Like, I'm good at that game. I think yeah. I could equate that to the rocks. I like shuffleboard. Yeah. What about like billiards or ping pong? See- those are skill games where you could get run out of a building just by a standard good person. You're let not alone, a pool shark. Yeah. Do you ever see if you ever like if you if you're back in the good old days? They probably still show this show back on the Deuce on ESPN two. There's this they called the woman. I think her name was the Spider. Or yes, something. the Spider. And she wore she wore the like Black these, Widow, right? These Black Widow. She wore these thick glasses, and she was just like, if she if you let her serve, you don't get to play. She's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, done. Game's over, nine ball. I remember that. I used to yeah. watch that. It was on ESPN2 yeah. at like 2 a.m. Did you ever watch ping pong at the Olympics? Get well, out of here. I've seen Forrest Gump play. So <laughs> that's, it's, 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 exactly. <laughs> what about car racing? I mean, I play Forza, so I played like yeah, sure. Grand Tours. Let me tell you. You could do that, right? My ass, my ass gets sore on a four-hour ride, man. <laughs> Can you imagine Driving going on the highway? 200 miles an hour in a circle <laughs> for freaking three hours? Like how get out. How bored how bored does a race car driver get just driving on the Do they get music rows? in there? Like uh, I do you I have mean, to they, listen to your freaking coach all day? Turn left. Coach. Turn left. But Turn like, left. Ima- imagine imagine you're like a like you're a race car driver and you're driving on like just a road here at like 35 miles an hour. Like yeah. how boring is that to you? You need like they a probably don't even drive. Do they probably else. they probably don't even drive because it probably drives them nuts. That's like the flash yeah. walking. Like yeah. you just want to walk? Like why? It's inefficient. My one sport that I, I'm telling you I'm good at is water polo. No, heck put no, me in the I'm... pool. I will throw the hell out of that ball, and conversely, I will defend the hell out of that ball if you put me in goalie. I will say you're a fish. Yeah, I know you're yeah. a fish, and you can. You're a good swimmer. I've, yeah. I've, I'm a witness to this. Yep. But water polo, like. Dude, you're like over the Marianas Trench, like level of, of yeah. deep water. There, I have to, I have to like work on my endurance for sure. Yeah, you're right. They show like the the underwater view of those dudes and girls. That pool, it's like is deep. is like it's unreasonably deep. It doesn't have to be that deep. There's like it's a shark so, under there. Yeah, it's so deep. Like it, it only has to be like ten feet. But it's for some reason it's fifty feet deep. It's ominously deep. <laughs> yeah. they, they, you don't know what lurks under there. That's yeah. how deep it is. They don't want you maybe, touching it. That's why. Yeah. Maybe it's because like, is it the same pool that the divers use? Probably. I don't know. So like, it has to be that deep. But they don't like, want the chance that no, a yeah. guy's going to go down and like yeah. push off. Like, like what if like Shaq decides he wants to play this game? They would have made have no chance of that. Yeah. No chance of it whatsoever. Yeah. They don't even want to like have to like think about calling a foul. So yeah. let's just make it 50 feet deep. We we played this in gym class, but I'm pretty sure we just stood, right? Like we didn't. Even... Yeah, it was in four feet. Yeah, it was <laughs> in four feet. <laughs> it was in the shallow, it's like <laughs> in the little kid section. Fun game. You skip the ball in the water. It's like for a speed shot. It's great. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> what a, okay, so that's, that's with sports. But I, I think there's another flavor to this that we need to talk about. Yeah. So Vince Papali, like, you know, he's a bartender. He's a teacher. Like he's going to walk on and play football. He played pickup football here. 
I have I have some thoughts on some of these. So what other professions can you walk on to? I'm going to ask you a couple of these. Real life walk on. Yeah. So this is a real life walk on. Like, yeah. let's say you're an athlete and you're going to go walk on to like a profession. Like, what about a lawyer? Could you be a walk on lawyer? Oh, like, like a like a like a regular Gambini? Yeah. Like you got to walk. I'm not talking like like Saul Goodman level. Like you got to go. I mean, this is a case. Yeah. Like you're going into the so, case. I think I can do it, but as everyone can hear me on this podcast, it might take me a while to spit out my thoughts, right? So I'd be in the court and I'd be like, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you could just wait, hold on a second. Let me just think. This uh, guy is, you know, based on the case. What's the case? I'm trying to think of the case. Roe v. Wade. Yeah, too high. that one. Too high. <laughs> too high. <laughs> Your Honor, it's uh, 10 like, years in jail. I think, I, think I could argue my point, but it would be so scatterbrained that the jury would just be confused by me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd feel bad for my, my like clients. Just imagine yourself, like you wake up one day, like I'm talking like, you know, you have a nightmare where it's like you wake up and you go to school and you forgot to study for the test. Yeah. Like imagine you like woke up and you had to go to the, you're given the court case. So you're trying to get somebody off for murder or something. You've yeah. got to run this case. Dude. Like, could you do it? So I, I had this dream one time. I, I remember this yeah. very vividly where I was a wrestler, right? And I was like excited to, like I was going to wrestle. And then I get to the ring and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't train. I don't know how to do this. What am I, what am I going to do? I don't know why I remember that, but that this is the same. This is the very scenario. Like I'm so screwed. <laughs> like I walked on to wrestling and it's WrestleMania and like, I don't know how to do this. How do I put a match together? How do I do this? Uh, like what? It, so what about a doctor? And, and I think there's a couple kinds here, right? Cause there's like, maybe you could do like family practitioner because yes. they just go in the back room and like they can Google it. You know, yeah. the nurse does all the work, but like, what right? about like a brain surgeon? Like, can you do that? Yeah. You can't do the hands-on stuff. I can sit there and like predict how, what kind of sick you are just by you sitting in front of me. What it's are like your WebMD? symptoms? Yeah. What are your well, symptoms? You have a fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. Like you do a little Googling and then, and then you figure <laughs> out, okay, well, this clearly you have the mumps. But I guess like every time you go on WebMD, they either tell you you are dying yeah. and you have cancer for everything. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I guess everybody's got cancer in that doctor's yeah. office. Every I'd, be, I'd be like, well, you might have cancer, but you might not, but you might. But what about like a chef? If you got thrown into, I don't know, like a Michelin star restaurant and they tell you like, you got to do this, like, can you yeah. do that? Like under the pressure, like I'm imagining like overcooked, <laughs> you know, the game overcooked. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm imagining. So here's the thing. What if there was a scenario, and maybe this is a game show where- like you're you're you and a five star chef are this are in the kitchen with the same ingredients, right? And Beat Bobby the, Flay. <laughs> the presentation is is mixed mishmashed, right? So like the chef, you know, that's gonna be a nice looking plate or whatever. Say like they mishmash the food so where it looks sloppy for both of you, and then you give them both the Gordon Ramsay. Would he yeah. be able to pick out the five star chef one versus the the amateur? Like like a stew or something, or like a soup? Yeah. Like I guess because yeah, it doesn't I, matter. No, even if it's like a, a, a cut of meat or something or whatever, <laughs> meat or meat and vegetables or whatever. But instead of it looking like obviously the chef would it would look nice and it'd be dressed nicely, drizzled the sauce. Like each plate would look e- equally disheveled. Yeah, and you're going purely on taste, <laughs> and you have the same ingredients in front of you, so you know exactly what to use. Is there any chance that me, the amateur, could beat? The pro. I mean, you. I've watched beat Bobby Flay, and if you just take the presentation out of it, like he does yeah. lose from time yeah. to time. But also, he's losing to people that are like obviously they have their own yeah. business. Me, who can barely cook mac and cheese, could I do this? But it, it's easier than say, all right, here's the ingredients, you do it versus 
the ingredients to hit a baseball 500 feet. Here's the bat. There's the ball. <laughs> it's impossible possible for me to beat, you know, Mike Trout in a, in a horrendated contest, but it's, there's a chance I can, <laughs> like beat, just comes I can together. beat the chef in the kitchen. Yeah, there's a chance. Like the perfect ingredient, yeah, yeah. the perfect mixture. It's like you're not going to hit the ball at the exact – I mean, maybe you could. Maybe you could hit a home run out of like thousands I mean, you, of swings. Out of thousands of swings. But if, uh, but if you give me one shot, maybe, yeah. the, maybe the, the taste tester prefers my dish to Bobby Flay's. Look, I'm not a good chef, but like – Sometimes some of the best recipes are when you just throw a bunch of stuff in a pot and see what happens. Yeah. It's it's like it's like freaking uh, Breath of the Wild, right? You, yeah, you throw, you throw the stuff in the pot. And sometimes you see what comes out. Sometimes you get a, a plus twenty heart thing. I, one one other comment on Bobby Flay, by the way, and I, I probably I'm I'm sure every comedian's told this joke, and I don't know if they have, but like it's not even a joke. It's a thing, right? Beat Bobby Flay. It's like you're yeah. the best. You're 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 making cupcakes, right? You're a cupcake yeah. baker or cupcake whatever. Cupcake shop. This you're is the best your cupcake dish. shop in in, uh, in Florida. And, and you're doing a thing. And like the way that he challenges them, like it's their event. It's like, I'm, I'm doing like a thing for like charity. Like I'm on, I'm on display. It's like, I'm excited about myself. And you get this celebrity coming in saying, Oh, I'm going to beat you. Oh, by the way, I'm going to beat you, but I'm going to make what you make. And I'm going to make it better than you at your event. He's like, I don't even cook cupcakes. Is that a violation? I'm going to do this better than you. Isn't that a violation? very much violent. Well, sometimes the people get really upset yeah. and it's because like, you know, like I kind of can't concoct, blame them. They concoct a fake like celebration of their own business yeah. <laughs> in order to fool them and, and then oh, by the way, you're not we're not celebrating you. It's you're actually competing them. against you're competing against Bobby Flay. Put the clown mask on. That's what yeah. that is. That's a yeah. clown show. I, I, are there any other professions that you think you could walk onto successfully? Oh, well, I mean, I I did walk onto woodworking and uh that I is did, true story. I did successfully do that. That's a true story. And uh, I was released for uh, for unceremonious uh, reasons, which I won't get into. But it did not involve my craftsmanship. I was pretty good at it. Are your are the are the bad way cabinets still out there and, and kicking? I'm in, sure in they're in houses? some houses. I'm sure they're in some houses. And I'll tell you what, I bet those knobs look great. <laughs> what about like a teacher? Like John Kimball did it. He was yeah. a de- he was a detective. Now careful now. Now you know a lot of teachers, so be yeah. careful now. Careful what you say. I'm not saying that they do a good job, but could you be serviceable? I think I could do kindergarten. I wouldn't be able to tolerate them very for very long, but I could do the job. The the, the problem with me is the tolerate the, the, the toleration. I man, the, I'd the rather tolerance. I'd rather do high school. I can't take. I can't. I kindergarten's can't too kids. hard, man. No, but the high school kids they're they're all they're all wise asses. Yeah, that's true. They'll punk you. They'll clown yeah. you. Maybe maybe third grade. Maybe third. Whatever the middle school age, I guess is is probably good. Where they let know me, they have let, to. Let me you. substitute. Third grade social studies, the week that they're doing state capitals, I would crush it. <laughs> Did you know the song, the state capital song? They had to sing it. Did you no, I, that I one? Didn't, didn't even need the song. I was, I was a prodigy. They, they taught us a song. song back in the day. We had to sing it. But no, I, I'm not going to like, I'm, I the other one I thought about was like a welder or like some specific craft. Like, there's no way. Like, I think that's cocky to think that I can just walk up yeah. and start being a welder. Like, I don't know. That's, that's no, what this is. You know, in your day, you, you took, you were, you were like a borderline uh, professional photographer. Yeah. I feel like you go out there and, you know, have award-winning pictures I walking on. Yeah, but I think you're more equipped to do that than most things. You have portrait mode on the phone, you know? It's like... You the, walk on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could do that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think that's... It's interesting to look at, like, okay, this guy just walk on and become part of this team. Like, I'm glad he did it. And I'm, mm. glad, it, I'm glad it happened. And it was a reality, but kind of ballsy when you think about it. Yeah. Well, but, but really, I mean, the, the, the true story is he didn't walk on to nothing is that they invited him right. along with a select group of other equally talented guys who 
who had a reasonable chance of winning. I thought it was kind of funny how in the movie they portrayed it as everyone gets to walk on. You have a fat guy with a cape on for some reason. You know, I think back to the Sunny episode where it's like very similar scenario to where like these fat out of shape people like there's no realistic way they have a chance of making the team. And but they feel like they did have a realistic chance of making the team. And that's all good comedy. Well, it's, it's it's ironic too because right, Wahlberg was the one that could make the team. He didn't think he was going to make it. You, yeah. you said this. He was realistic. We live. He was realistic about it, and they thought they were going to make it. And he yeah. didn't. So I don't. There's no like actual villain in this movie, right? And I know it's no. 19 mid 70s, but we we wouldn't be Eagles fans if we didn't say that we need to rate somebody on the villain scale here. <laughs> and I think we got to go Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones here real quick. Like I'm not saying we go through the full thing, but. I know yeah, you've, look, we've probably given this some thought. Yeah, look, this is real easy. I mean... Should we make the card, too? <laughs> yeah, we can make the card. I mean, look in style. He's getting a one because he's a real-life Skeletor. He's just, <laughs> come on. He does look like Skeletor. Skeletor, when you're when you're actually a skeleton, pretty badass. Skeletor, when you're an 80-year-old man, not badass. <laughs> Unless when you have the skeleton yeah. hair, yeah. like the bus driver from, yep. <laughs> from Speed. Hideout and Lair, clearly a five. Uh, that stadium rocks. That's his yeah. stadium. You know, AT&T he built it. Stadium. He can live in there if he wants. Yeah. That's a five. Plan is a one because <laughs> he sucks at building teams. Let's be honest. <laughs> but he, I mean, he did. It's the most valued team yeah. in in America, probably. Yeah. Used to be good back in back in the nineties. Used to be slick back. And then his henchmen, aka his 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 players and coaches, three out of five because they're kind of good, but not as good as they should be. Yeah, they haven't won anything since the nineties. So yeah. you know, living in the past. Yeah. So what is that, a 10? 10 out of 20. 10 out of 20. There you go. Perfectly we, mediocre. We we gotta we gotta we gotta rate Jerry Jones on the on yeah. the villain scale. And we wouldn't be Eagles fans if we didn't do that yeah. here. So that was fun. So yeah. <laughs> look, I had fun with this one. As much as this movie wasn't my favorite, I still enjoyed watching it. Like you said, it just kind of was soulless. That's my yeah. my verdict of it. I a two and a half out of out of five on letterbox for me. And yeah, I think it, that's just right. It was a good good excuse to talk about football, I think. And uh, I just, I, I love to bring out into the world my my thoughts on his horrible ex wife, and like that was that was that was the most fun for me. <laughs> I want to know what you guys think. Did you watch this movie? Did you enjoy it? Send us an email, the Last Row Podcast at gmail Leave a comment on the episode's page, the Last Row Tweet at us at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash the Last Row Pod. Leave a comment on the YouTube episode. We're getting a lot of a bunch of comments on the YouTube episode. Thanks for everyone that's interacting with us on there. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. And as always, we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, October 13th, and we'll see you guys with a new episode. What about walk on I I don't think I could I mean if they give me pills I guess maybe well technically every adult that's a walk on they didn't get drafted